and welcome back to the best thing you watch. Uh, Chris from Movies and Munchies, myself Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, our weekly kind of formula is that we do a movie quiz at the beginning. We say who won the previous week. We talk about the best things we watched in movies, uh, TV series, and then in our audio exclusive content. Wait, sorry. What? I'm sorry, Chris. There's a weird sound. I want to sort that out before we carry on. Can you entertain the audience, please? I, Don't worry. I this can. is not like last time. I'm not going to jump on the screen. All right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. So I don't know what Ruben's, what he's watching there or anything else. But I mean, I guess he's hearing something. And j- what? What? <laughs> what is that? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's mean. <laughs> uh, and out of context, if this is your first time joining us, that'll mean nothing to you. Uh, but if you have been joining us week on week, and thank you for uh, joining us in the last few weeks where we've been doing things on the same screen together, because I was in the USA, yes. and uh, we that, that was a lot of fun. So uh, we have actually more content together that we filmed together on our Patreon stuff so if you want to see that me tasting more sweets like the american sweets that was very interesting um apparently i still don't have diabetes because i haven't gone back to the doctor yet so oh so <laughs> if, if you just don't get checked up then you don't have it right? you don't have it <laughs> exactly that so do check out the patreon our audio exclusive as i was mentioning we are going to be talking about a particular film i think we're going to be talking about dark city is that right yes Yes. yes, that's going to be a lot of fun to chat about. And then all our entertainment news and what we're looking forward to. Um, I still haven't caught up on my sleep, Chris. Jet lag is kicking my ass. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, you. it was kind of a, even though you were here for 10 days, it was like a whirlwind trip. And mm. I mean, you were my just beginning to kind of get on the schedule. I mean, that coffee. Ooh. That's how great it is. I wonder where I got this from. <laughs> oh, so cool! Yeah, so uh, it was awesome. I mean, if you if you want to if you are just joining us for the first time, check out the last couple of weeks where Ruben and I worked together because that was a ton of fun. We had a, just a blast really hanging out and ate so yeah. much good food. Uh, Mongolian being my favorite, I think for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now now nice. I'm looking out for Mongolian everywhere, and I'm always disappointed. You're not Mongolian. <laughs> move on sorry <laughs> jog on yeah exactly yeah <laughs> I, I keep offending just like whole people groups and i'm sorry but i just find it very everyone. funny <laughs> uh well you know we gotta have a new social media platform where we can offend people because twitter's gonna die apparently apparently although, yeah, although I, I, i'm not buying it <laughs> i don't see that yeah but anyway. Uh, anyway the movie quiz for last mm. week Yes. You know, we had, well, we had one winner who got it first, but we had two additional people that got the answers right. That was very exciting. So uh, the answers, first off, were King Kong, Jerry Maguire, and Apocalypse Now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to apologize if I mess up any of these names because, um, well, because. You have to get uh, them right. (laughs) Yes. Well, so All About Mill One got got the answers first. So Yay. congratulations. congratulations. Yes, that is awesome. And then um, Puspa Veli, I think, and Master Onion North, both of them also 
got the correct answers just a little bit later on. So congratulations nice. also. That's awesome. Now, Stroma, you got two out of the three. Up your game, dude. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> just calling out there. Because the, the, the <laughs> he's normally the one that gets all of them. <laughs> the gauntlet uh, has been thrown. The gauntlet. Woo. I challenge you to a duel. I need like a little, <laughs> little iron glove. <laughs> oh dear! Um, oh, so are you ready week's... to stump us? Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Um, okay, this is good. This is good. Oh. First, mm. just one word. Oh, jeez. Hamster. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, you, fair enough. You got it. You got it. See, <laughs> yeah. you yes. know. I'll do the full <laughs> quote for everybody. That's like, what on earth are you on about? <laughs> Uh, if you aren't of Chris and, and, and my mind's uh, immature humor, then you <laughs> probably wouldn't have got it. So let's go. Uh, I fought in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father's <laughs> smelt, smelt of, of elderberries. elderberries. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even say it without <laughs> laughing. Uh, it's such a good, such a good quote. That's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Second one. That white stuff that accumulates at the corner of your mouth when you're really thirsty? Mmm. Mm. Ooh. Okay, full quote. You're somewhere between a cockroach and that white stuff that accumulates at the corner of your mouth when you're really thirsty. I think I know that, but I, I don't know you, it. You, I, mean, you, I mean, you know it. Yeah. yeah you know okay. it you know it. Yeah. It's, right. it's, 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 uh, so really good <laughs> well and it's a it's a great insult regardless so two you've got two good insults going right now is the I third do. one an insult yes <laughs> oh, not, nice not, okay not to humanity to a planet if no, if people don't get this one then i'm just upset with you uh, there's only one there's three words and that's all you get for this one is fuck you mars <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic i know how much you like this film (laughs) yes yes well let us know in the comments Um, (laughs) call them out let 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 us know what are the answers to these oh goodness okay um and i'm still the second one has stumped me but that's okay i i think i can I gave you yeah. a clue. Uh, you did. Yeah. Even mm. for, well, for everybody on the visual, we got a clue. Uh, right. If so you in were the just audio, listening on the podcast. I waved my fingers together with two fingers, two by two across my ears in a forward backwards motion. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that helps at all. <laughs> the description. <laughs> and people are like, I'm more confused now than ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst game of yes. uh, charades what? ever. What is that, please? <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Well, so I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Which is the better love story? Mm. Titanic or The Notebook? Oh, flip. Um, uh, I mean, Titanic is an epic film, isn't it? Uh, One of the highest grossing films of all time. Yeah. But because of the way James Cameron wrote it, the Mm -hmm. ending... I will forever uh, hate him. Jog sure. on, James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. That the plank was big enough. I don't buy this nonsense. <laughs> Their love could have. Why? Why couldn't he survive? They, they, everybody else died. 
Why? Give them a damn happy ending. I'm still bitter about this movie. So the notebook. Yeah. (laughs) The notebook. (laughs) Although (laughs) equally as depressing. Yeah. You know, though, I watch, we actually just recently watched this a couple of weeks ago. And the, what did we watch it on? I don't think I pulled out like the Blu-ray. I think we watched it on a streaming platform. Right. And the ending was different. What? Are there different endings to the notebook? I didn't think so, but doesn't spoiler warning. Watching Fifty First States. Yeah, (laughs) no, no. I mean, because they they still they still die, but not in the bed together. What? You know where he climbs in the bed with her, and they just they both just go to sleep because they're old now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it just shows that just that, you know, that broken heartedness and there that love d- and alternate, everything. Alternative ending. It was weird because we, we like it. It ended and we were like, that's not the ending. Did you I maybe remember. switch off before? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, no, I've had enough ah, of this. We've seen this part. Get, yeah. <laughs> done. <laughs> okay. Let us yeah. know in the comments yeah. which ending do you remember? Yeah. Yes. And which would you choose? Which do you think is the better love story? I agree with Ruben that I do think the notebook is the better love story, even though both are epic and they both are just they're engrossing. I mean, I think Titanic is the better film. It's epic. It's huge. The production scale of it, all of that. Sure. The people, the journeys, the story, all of that. Yeah. was epic but that ending that will always just hack me off <laughs> jog on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see now That's ruben's good. offending people <laughs> yeah yeah we do that here yes well that's okay all right should we dive in yes i'm excited all right what, what's at the top of your list um i have a lot at the top of the list i'm just going to choose from one okay so okay uh my wife's mother-in-law is over from new zealand okay uh, my son finished his, I'm, I'm, I'm setting this theme. Okay. Yeah. My yeah, son well, finished sure. his, his work. Well, I made him stop because he'd been working all day. He's got huge things to put in for college because it, it's all gearing up for university now. Mm. Uh, so I made them stop and, uh, Warner brother sent me a film to mm. watch. I didn't get to bring it with me because it didn't arrive in post. I was going to bring it with, with me and we were going to watch it. Oh, which is pretty cool because mother-in-law hadn't seen this and my son hadn't seen it. And uh, it was, so my wife and I sat there, we'd seen it. I'd seen it once at the cinema and then seeing it on 4K. Oh boy. Oh, nice. So I chucked it on the 4K projector and 4K uh, Blu-ray there and then uh, put on the Dolby Atmos put that sound up as long as loud as my wife would allow and dude i have to say every time i watch this film now it gets better i'm gonna say something that's quite controversial i think it's better than the first one <laughs> well and for the audio ruben is talking about top gun maverick oh thanks i, I sometimes <laughs> do that i just get into it get excited if i talk about yeah. the film i forget no, to mention no, what film great. i'm watching so I- on Oh, no, carry on, carry on. Oh, well, no, I just, I think I would agree with you that I think it's, I think it's the better film also. It's only the better film though, because we have the first one to work off of. We wouldn't sure. have that emotional impact with moments like Iceman, um, yeah. with Val oh. Kilmer in this movie, 
the dude i was tearing up at the beginning and i was tearing up in the ice mat and i was like ah when the score kicks in still gets me dude i'm just like Mm. all right i'm there but for my son who i had recently i think it was a few months ago i made him watch the first one in prep of this one and he thought it was it was boring it took a long time to get into the action it was not nostalgic for him because he doesn't come from that you know that era so i thought well that was very interesting but hearing him saying oh that was a really damn good film uh maverick it just it's it's managed to do the thing where it's melding all the generations and everybody's coming out going that was really good right and the thing what what i think makes it really good is one of those lines that we hear old fuddy-duddy say well they don't make movies like that anymore and they don't all of this is practical and that's one of the things i like that i would champion about the the 4k is that the special features have all these bits showing you how they made it so you get to see what it took for them to put the cameras in the cockpit they needed to have six to eight cameras in the cockpit they had they basically redesigned the imax cameras and then the um the navy told them what they needed to have in the cockpit and what they weren't allowed to have what they needed to have in order for the plane to still these f-18s to still be working so they basically yeah to function because you know if you do something wrong you're dead uh (laughs) there was this one scene in one of the the making of is that one of the bolts from the cameras the screws just was hovering in mid-air as they were doing like a twist and you're like that could kill you so that was a so they did all this training before and then tom cruise created a a training camp for the actors because Mm. if you're a pilot there's certain amount of training that you have to go through that you need to survive and part of that was water training so if you um use your like because your navy navy and water makes sense but if you eject and you land in water there's certain things that you need to get out from your canopy uh not Mm. panic hold your breath be shook to this way and that and it was really intense and so the actors that you see had gone through all this training and then he had taken them from various aircraft building them up to the g-force that they would require and they actually went through those hgs each of those actors so when you see oh. them and their faces are like that's eight times your body weight is how i understand g-force and then it's pulling your blood from your face <laughs> so they had to get taught how to breathe to keep blood in your head so you don't pass out and die and it's like <laughs> one of the actors said i don't know how tom cruise got um like the sign off of yeah we're gonna do this because it's all in camera it's all real shots they had a special jet camera rig system all the technology they just didn't have in the first film yeah yeah. which is why it's such a ride so i will fight people all day long saying that this is a bad film it's the reason why it's gotten over that billion mark is because people keep going back to watch it yeah buy it you need it it is so good yeah awesome that's fun so i think i just gushed about it, but it, it's really easy to gush about. No, that's great. That's outstanding because that, I mean, it is. It, we, I've seen it, you know, I saw it in IMAX the first time, which was just phenomenal. So um, good. And then saw it just in a regular big screen the next time. And that was, mm. it was still just, just as fun, just as great. Still was just as ex- excited and tense mm. at all the parts, even though I know everything that's coming up. But I, that's what I thought. I thought I was, I thought it was, uh, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this is not going to be one of those. Where because I know, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be as fun. 
but there was something special about watching with people who hadn't seen it like yeah. it's their first time and you're like oh, i can't wait for this moment <laughs> but at the same time those emotional bits the actor who plays um the son oh miles teller yeah, yeah. Miles teller. we were just we were marveling at his ability to mimic the father the character he must have studied top gun mm. movie for hours on end to get the mannerisms so right there's this moment where he's on the beach and he does this little dance movement with his body and it's exactly the same as as he's his father did like his mm-hmm. movie dad uh and i was just like so good so so good yeah <laughs> nice nice all right what's up what's on the top of your list um this one was a uh the menu with Ray Fiennes and Anya Taylor Joy, I heard very interesting things about this film. Yeah, and I can i i've seen I've seen some mixed reactions, and I can understand some people not liking parts of it. Um, hmm. The once you understand what's going on, the movie is fairly predictable. Yeah, but the comedy is biting, and it is hmm. really really funny. I mean, I took my oldest son. And we both watched uh, to the screening and we, you know, so we're this in there and not just us, um, the audience were laughing out loud through a lot of this. Oh, just I didn't in, think it was a comedy. It's well, it's very dark comedy. Okay. And so it's not like these belly laugh type of things. It's mm. just like these chortles where you're just like, <laughs> you know, because whatever somebody said or something happened was really good like just as an accent type of thing. Um, so you have the basic premise is these, these super rich type of snobbish people are invited to this Uber exclusive restaurant. That's on an Island with this world renowned chef. And once they're there, um, the night does not go as, as everybody planned, thought or expected. Hmm. And um, it's Ray finds good gravy just i mean he's riveting to watch he commands the screen i mean now part of it is he's a chef and so he commands his people but the way that he that he brings his presence you're just like oh and he does certain mannerisms and then to watch everybody else around him like the the patrons react and then anya taylor joy who's just a little different and so it's that that conflict that then arises mm. within there. It's uh, it, it's good. I mean, it works as a it works as a social commentary. Uh, there are parts to this, like there's this group of three guys who are like the bros, you know, the mm. alpha male type of things. Their their scenes were, I think, geared to be funny. They weren't mm. funny. They were more cringy than anything, and just kind of like you exactly what you'd expect to come from them. And so it, uh, it was just kind of like, mm, move on, let's go, you know, but, but on the whole, um, it's, it's tense. It's yeah, I don't know. It, it, it well worth seeing. I, I had only seen one trailer and I only saw that recently. Like I had, I go for it. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think we need an award for, for Ray Fiennes. Um, mm-hmm. Not just an Oscar. I think people need to acknowledge now, finally, that this man is a tour de force when it comes to acting. If you look at his IMDb list, you sometimes go, oh, damn, this dude acts. 
Like he's yes. up there with um, what's his name? My my left foot. Um, oh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think sometimes people forget just because maybe he was in Harry Potter and he's like Voldemort. Uh, I think if you go back and look at his tour de force of acting ability, so he's normally a seal of approval. Like if he's in it, yeah. I'm like, for one thing, I know the acting is going to be excellent. Mm-hmm. Maybe the film is crap, but him in it, it's going to yeah. be great. But then you have Anna Taylor-Joy and mm-hmm. that contrast of acting, because she's sometimes quite soft, but has a good presence. Um, I don't know how she is, but I'm looking forward to it. I've heard really good, like people are describing it as like, it's a five course meal, which is funny because of the. It is. <laughs> well, and, and the, the aesthetic that they do is that they put it on and they show you course two, uh, course three, okay. you know, with these, and it's very artsy in the way that they do that. And then occasionally they will throw up on the screen, um, like what the meal is what the, like what the ingredients are sometimes before sometimes after and especially when it's after like we found it very funny at that point because it's typically <laughs> something that's a little bit sarcastic or snarky within um the verbiage that you see and it ties into what we just watched uh but is it is it a horror comedy horror it's um i wouldn't really classify it as horror i mean it okay. has some like thriller, thriller element types to okay. it. And it maybe, I mean, there are some disturbing portions to it. I mean, and like some horrific moments, mm. but as a, I've seen people call, I don't know if I want to say that or no, I will say it because people have said this, they call it like a revenge thriller. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it as that. It's, it. I think that's too, too dismissive. Of what okay. it is. Interesting. Yeah. Recommended watching at the cinema or waiting for home release? Because uh, hmm. it's not exactly a massive epic movie. No. Right? Well, but sometimes visually it's worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah. From a visual standpoint, yeah. Now, see, I think because it's Fox Searchlight or it's Searchlight now, hmm. it's which is the independent arm you know, so it's it's classified more as like an indie film, like an artsy film. So yeah. it's not going to get a wide distribution, like say Maverick would. Mm. You, I mean, so it'll, does, it, does that mean it, it will be on Disney soon? Probably at some. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's mm. hard to tell too because it's because it's a it's a it's a hard R. So right. okay, it, yeah. It um from a visual standpoint, yes, to watch it like that uh, i think to see it with an audience to <laughs> to experience that together is it can be a lot of fun is it absolutely necessary to see it in the theater no probably not i mean i think you i think seeing it at home is going to give you the same emotions but you need to be invested in the movie that's the thing like you know you're just typically not distracted when you're in the theater Mm. And it's so easy to be yeah, distracted at home. And that, that's right. where yeah. I would say, don't, don't be distracted in this because sometimes it's just the look or it's the mm. little mannerisms and, and the interactions that yeah. aren't necessarily vocal. Well, fines can be very understated to catch what he's bringing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. I've got another interesting one. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to rattle off some, uh, some names for, for okay. the cast. Okay. Michael Madsen, 
Tim Roth, right. Harvey Keitel, Steve Buscemi, Quentin Tarantino. Okay, so in the UK, I think it might be uh, world releasing. There's a Reservoir Dogs limited edition steelbook in 4K coming out on Monday. Um, it is the best for the audio. <laughs> it's going to be hard to describe this, but it's the best cover I've seen in a long time. Okay, so mm-hmm. let me show you. you s- it, it basically has the side of a face with the bleeding ear. Now, if you <laughs> remove the slipcase, <gasps> it has the title, but no ear. Oh, that's cool. Genius. Uh, inside it, you get the 4K and the Blu-ray. And the Blu-ray mm. has this special alterna- alternative I think it's the ear. It's like playing it fast and loose, profiling the Reservoir Dogs. There's a bunch of deleted scenes and alternate ear scenes. There's a bunch on it that's worth getting. The thing I'd forgotten about Reservoir Dogs is how ahead of its time it was and Mm. still is today. It's essentially a stage play and it all happens in this one little warehouse and you get to see Mr. Blue and Mr. Orange and all their code names from their perspective of what happens when they all end up at at the at the warehouse the thing is everybody keeps saying you oh yeah that's it's this film about the bank robbery you never see the bank robbery they all describe the story which is great in itself but the filmmaking is something that i think film students should go back i think people have forgotten and study it there are shots in this where it's so uncomfortable to watch because it'll be wide and it'll be using the audio of like the hall or the room that they're in and they won't cut or well, quentin won't cut into it He'll just wait and wait and wait and you're listening and it's monologuing and it's like just people shooting the shit or people talking about the thing that just happened to them and who is the betrayer amongst them because there's this that's the whole thing about the movie, who betrayed them. And then he'll cut in and then he'll jump back out. And then you get Michael Madsen doing, he'll put in the score and he becomes this really creepy dude, but it's so understated. Michael Madsen's dancing with a knife. And the music kicks in. He's just, I don't know where. And then the poor guy sitting in the chair is freaking out. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I know something bad's about to happen. And he's so calm and collected. But at the same time, he has that serial killer presence. I think people forget. This is when Quentin jumped onto the scene. And he hit Hollywood with a blam. And then people are like, oh, yeah, he's 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 overrated. Uh, I don't think he is. He is a weird dude, for sure. Sure. But Quentin Tarantino has given us some of the best. And there's a reason for that. Each film is almost a different genre. Sometimes people put Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction in the same. It's not even closely related. It's, yeah, you need to go and watch Reservoir Dogs. And do yourself, if you're, do yourself a favor. If you're a fan, the slipcover is so cool. so cool. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that is a that is a great slip. And the, the steel book itself is still awesome to look at. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, nice. Anyway, so I had great fun. It had been a long time since I'd seen it. I was like, this this is good. <laughs> cool. Um. All right. So next up, this is a movie that I saw in the theaters just the other night. I haven't actually even. At the time of this recording, I've not even done my review for it yet, uh, but it's called She Said, and it's based on true story. It's um, the Me Too 
story, basically, that uh, that oh, yeah. broke in Hollywood about Harvey uh, Weinstein. I almost said Keitel because that's who you were <laughs> just talking about. Um, but um, <laughs> but Harvey Weinstein and uh, just his widespread sexual assault of of women in the entertainment industry, and it stars Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan. Um, and then with a whole bunch of other people, but it is, um, oh gosh, how to describe it. It, did you ever see that movie spotlight with Mm. Michael Keaton about a newspaper they were investigating, um, and Mark Ruffalo's in it also, they're investigating, I believe it was the, um, the Catholic priests, um, sexual assault on, um, just what's this one called again? Widespread. This one's called, she said, and so it's. It feels a little like Spotlight because you have investigative journalists, you know, researching the story, putting it together, doing the interviews and everything and just watching. So it's not actually a documentary. No, 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 no. It's a, it's dramatization. Um, It's the thing I liked about it was also the thing that kind of made it slow Um, because it even the movie does like you feel the time. At parts, mm. but it's because we're watching these journalists go through the paces. They're, you know, they're they're uncovering stuff, but nobody wants to talk, and so they can't use that source. So they're then trying to find a different source that they can actually, who will go on the record or that they can name. And we just watch this, and as they listen to harrowing story after harrowing story, how that affects them in their own personal mm. lives from just hearing these terrible things, and. The drama and really the intensity slowly builds. I mean, it does like it becomes like just anxious because because of everything that we've heard. And yet, is there going to actually be action for it? You know, can these reporters do what they need to and say what, you know, and print what they need to? Um, So it specifically focuses on Harvey then. it, It. it does start off with um, a little bit of covering some other um, some other sexual assaults that were like in the media and stuff. Like, because um, I think Megan Tui, who is played by Carrie Mulligan, um, the real life reporter, she also reported on uh, Trump and right. the allegations yeah, of sexual that. abuse against yeah. him. You know, prior to the 2016 election, and that is, so that's how the movie starts off—just little bits here and there—and then it goes into um, into this. And it is just—I mean, it, it's it's a tough movie to watch in certain aspects because you you hear these women tell their story, mm. um, it, but it's—I mean, it's riveting. It is you're you're watching, and you're just like, whoa! I mean, and the actors as they perform are just—they're incredible. I mean, what they bring just emotive, it is like you're, I was sucked in. I'm just like, like speechless, silent, like barely even breathing as they're doing some of these things because of what they're, what they're describing. And now being on this side of time, knowing that he was convicted of so many of these things Mm. and it's just, it's, so it's a tough watch. I mean, I'm not saying that this is like, yay, this is happy and it's feel good and it's, it's. You know, you walk out with like a yes type of feeling. Um, Do you, the question that comes up in my mind is, is it, and it's weird to be asking the question is, does this help the situation of 
the Me Too movement or the dragging up things that, you know, because sometimes it, it went a bit crazy. I think, people... I think this gives more context to it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, because Me Too just came about mm. and a lot of people, um, I don't think there was a good understanding of what it was or maybe a misconception of what it was. And then there became that perception of people just jumping on a bandwagon. Yeah, because now uh, we've ended up with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and, you know, proving that Amber is like false. Yeah, lied. Which is, which is terrible for women. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just horrible. That doesn't because help it, at all, does it? <laughs> no, it discounts and it makes people then question when a woman brings an accusation because yeah. she... I don't she think she realized how much damage she did there. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, the yeah, just, I think I think from a from an information standpoint, from a, like a reality check type of thing, this is a mm. good thing that this this allows people to maybe now understand uh, of what what was going on, why this came about, how widespread it actually was. Um, mm. There is. Which I didn't, I like. I didn't see. I saw one trailer for it. I but I hadn't looked at the cast or anything like that. There was an actor in here that surprised me because when we when we hear like the accusers or we hear uh, like audio tapes and stuff like that, the recreations. Mm. Um, so like uh, one of the people on on a recording is Rose McGowan, and all oh, right, it's not actually her. But I was uh, shocked that it was not actually her, uh, because yeah, the voice very, sounds. Oh right, I'm surprised yeah. they didn't get her as well. She's very outspoken. Yeah, and I don't, I, and I don't That's know weird. the reason for that. Mm. I didn't look it up to see why. Why didn't somebody participate or not? But mm. one person did participate. Okay, and it actually um, is that a powerful it, moment. Well, it is because it, well, and it's surreal because. Mm. Because the person is playing themselves, oh, you know, I mean, okay. so you're, you're watching these people almost relive the trauma oh, and okay. just Shame. of, of oops, a fictionalized dramatization, but they're still playing it. So they're bringing it into reality. That's a weird. Well, okay. it's very effective. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because it, it, because they, um, like, and I don't know how much, like where, where creative license was taken. Um, mm. It is based on the book by the two reporters. So mm. but my you do guess have to is be careful because it is a dramatization story, but then you're saying that this is the truth because you're bringing that truth in. So you're skewering the truth to your perspective. So when people are watching it at the cinema, they might now leave thinking that this is the truth and it might be, but it is a dramatization. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, so it's a, it's a, I don't know where that line is of like, what mm. did they not include or did they, my guess is that a lot of the stuff at least came from the interviews and from yeah. their experience because, because these are still active reporters, you know, they, yeah. they have, they have credibility at play here, but also you have filmmakers who, <laughs> who are making the film. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, Definitely eye-opening. Mm. Uh, it doesn't leave you like a yay type of feeling. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it leaves never you... was going to be. And it, it shouldn't be. If it was, then they'd done something wrong. Exactly. But it's interesting because when you make films that are, 
I guess, relevant to culture at that time. So even Black Panther has that weight on it, you know, with yeah. the loss of Chadwick Boseman, mm -hmm. as well as what it means to African-American people. It's a very special yeah. film, not yeah. just to Marvelites, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, we love absolutely. Marvel, but, you know, it, it, it stands for something. And so you have something like this, it's it's quite weighty. So I do yeah. wonder like how much they thought of that, how that would influence. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting question that I think when watching it, I would have in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's, and yeah, I'll be, I, I'd be curious to hear what you think of it or what you, what mm. you see of it, because it's still, it is a very, uh, I was gonna say it's a very American movie, but it's mm. not. Because okay. it's just telling a story. It's not. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely catch it. I don't think it's one I'll jump to the cinema to watch. But when it comes to streaming, I will definitely give it a go. I, and I can see that happening more. I mean, my my theater actually had a lot of people in it when we saw it. Um, huh. But because we saw it opening night um, on right. Thursday. But it's. I don't think. I don't think this is going to be one that like people flock to. Mm. Yeah. I could see a streaming service picking it up and then doing quite well there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really, you know, that reminded me the, you, you should see it. I mean, if you want great performances, mm. then definitely because it's not just from Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan. It's um, I, like so many people do such a phenomenal job in this, even when they have like little tiny pieces of a, of a performance, they still mm. make the most of it and, and eat it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I have an interesting one for us. Um, oh yeah. Thankfully not based uh -huh. on uh, reality. Uh, okay. If it was, it'd be really, really creepy. So Netflix came out with a new Korean drama series this week called somebody and it's really split audiences <laughs> which i love <laughs> i saw the first uh, episode last night okay so you understand <laughs> if we could talk about let's just talk about the first episode so that we can um explain to the audience let me let me get your perspective what did you think I, um it's it's <laughs> Okay. How? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> a murder takes place, and the app somebody is involved in the murder case. That is the synopsis, but that is like so far removed from what's actually going on. And that doesn't even make any sense. I yeah. mean, there's you need to understand the, what the app is first <laughs> to explain yeah. to your audience. Yeah. So there's this. Uh, this uh, now she says she has Aspergers. Um, yeah, she does. Well, that's and so she, yeah. What's in so the description? she's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this uh, this young girl, um, she she is she's pretty much a loner. Well, she creates an app that is meant for uh, like it's a chat bot, hmm. but it's meant to help and be a, a resource to actually the quietest person, the most introverted person. Yeah, those on the fringe. It basically yeah. helps you make friends, which is a great yeah. idea. I, I love oh, that. Yeah. Like even the bits. There's this bit where. 
you're it basically remembers the your keystrokes yes. because it, when you delete something it remembers what you wanted to ask and then it realizes you're too shy and it and, and it goes here you go this person wanted to ask about porn no i'm dodge uh, i'm joking it, it would have been something else <laughs> hey guys dodgy dodgy person here on this chat <laughs> which is kind of what it ends up being right some dodgy person uses it for their nefarious now I really like the nefarious dude in this. He's so creepy. Yeah, well, and he's got the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses right when we he meet. He totally him. looks like him. He yeah, actually does. Was, if you put the if you took the Netflix actor that did yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer recently side yeah, by Kevin side Peters, with that yeah. image, uh-huh. yeah, you'd be like, whoa, okay, they could be yeah. related. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. I I love I love how the girl, our main protagonist, is. Um, She's obsessed with retro, mm. you know, it, it, and it was it was very weird at the beginning because, you know, as you we see them using iPhones and there's iPads and stuff. So we know that it's it's relatively recent, um, even if it's not like right today. I mean, mm. it's within the last handful of years. But then in her in her office which she also has an identical office in her house, which that was very <laughs> weird. Um, but she has these giant CRT monitors, you yeah. know? And so it was very, I'm like, what's going on? But then we see her playing on some, you know, old school video games, you know, arcade games. And so I think it's just at her game room. Oh my gosh, dude, did you geek out at that? That w- A little bit. That, yeah. Whoa. She's, she's seriously smart though. Like I, I know yes. that sometimes... It goes hand in hand with people like who are autistic or have Asperger's. Mm-hmm. They excel at some point, and she does. But then her emotional skills are zero, as in she can't really differentiate like what's happening if somebody's feeling yeah. happy or sad. And so when she's meeting with a dodgy person, she she's either intrigued by their logic, which is bad, which yes. I think is what occurs, <laughs> and. <Yes. laughs> Uh, but at the same time, the the subsequent episodes, you get to see how he kind of plays. It's like a cat playing with with the with their food. Right? Mm. He doesn't always want to kill them. He wants to see how they react in a certain situation, and then maybe come back later to finish him off. It reminded me a bit of Dexter. If Dexter wasn't a good killer yet, uh, which he uh. is, it, there's also this weird thing that he might have some supernatural ability, as in strength and speed. It's filmed in such a weird way that I was huh. like. <laughs> well, the, the way episode one ends was not what I expected. I mean, right. it was just like, like you, you get this, you get this vibe, you know, yeah. and you're like, nah, okay. And we see, you know, we see a couple of things <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, well, and, and his expressions, you're like, mm, you're not right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just you wait till he laughs. It's going to creep you out. Yeah. <laughs> Just, so I do want to, uh, in my review, I did warn people, but I think we should say that there is a cat kill. Was it in the first film? It was episode? in the first episode, okay, yeah. It was there. yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's a CG cat. I don't think it was yeah. real, but it's mm-hmm. real enough. And you hear the screams yeah. uh, and then she has to put it out of its misery. You don't yeah. see that, but you hear it mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. it's really harsh. I found it difficult to watch. Um, so we if turned you've down the had volume. A, okay, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you've, had a pet die recently like that would be really fresh and raw for you so just like have that as a, a spoiler warning maybe just skip those few seconds or have it on zero and just wait 
Um, it yeah. is kind of integral to the scene because she's speaking to the dude and that really helps to build an understanding of who he is and who she is. Like how she gauges danger or is attracted to something darker. Well, and because it's not just him that she's speaking with there's there's a lot of conversation going on in that scene and so you don't you don't want to skip the scene because mm. it 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 helps build context for what's to come exactly but yeah we just yeah. like literally we just turned down the volume my wife was like i can't listen to this and i'm yeah, like okay fair enough it's dark yeah. yeah yeah the dark moment and i i'd like to say that the rest of the series isn't as equally brutal but it is but it's is a slow burn mm. and then there are moments of dang <laughs> all right <laughs> which is why i liked it the contrast and the score is just like happy and bo- bouncy but has this weird just creepy like i felt uneasy the whole time watching i was loving because they're using a lot of classical music but mm. then turning it into like synth pop yeah and it totally works i yeah, mean it uh, was 100 percent yeah. But yeah, it keeps you it keeps you off kilter, doesn't it? Because yeah, it, it, does. it messes with the emotion, and you're like, I'm not this, sure this shouldn't be, be correlating to what <laughs> what I'm seeing on on, on screen. That is not <laughs> <Exactly>. the same. <laughs> this no, is great. No, <laughs> but you definitely want to check out if you like UK drama. It, it's not for everybody. I've had like literally every every person that loves it. There's a person that hates it. It's <laughs> like a marmite, which I totally get. I get it. It's a weird one. Yeah. Thankfully, eight episodes. So, and all at once. So that's and all at once, yeah. That's also good. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Is it uh because I'm only on episode one, is do you think there will be more seasons or does it feel like one and done? Um, I don't want to spoil that. Okay. That okay. the ending, yeah. There okay. could be. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to spoil that but for you. But you'll understand when you watch it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um the last thing on my list. Mm-hmm. which um, I, I you've watched also, I know. I'm not sure if it's on your list or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a series that we started when you were here in the U.S. Oh, it's rubbish. Um, and it's been <laughs> the way, <laughs> one that has been my most anticipated since it was announced. Mm. Uh, 1899 on Netflix. What the actual crap. Um <laughs> Are we just gonna are we just gonna talk spoilers? Um or do you wanna just yeah, still let's early. Talk, I don't know. It is it, well, yeah, because it only came out just to let let's talk a little bit about the series first and then we could <laughs> then we could do a spoiler okay, sure. warning. Um yeah. so let me just say this right off the bat that I don't think this is as good as dark, at least at the moment. Okay. Um I I'm loving it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not. I don't say that as a disappointment to it, mm. but I, oh. I, I'm, I'm not there with you on that. I think it's as good, if not better. So, okay, yeah. okay. Well, what, so and I maybe, love dark, but I'm really enjoying yeah. this. Like this is flicking my fantastical switch. Oh well, yes, it is. It is definitely. And maybe, maybe I need to rewatch the season as a whole again. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, we watched the first six episodes and then had a week. And then we and had then, to wait then, for those yeah, last and two. Then, and yeah, and then watched the final two. Um, I love I love how how there are so many what-the-crap moments in there where we <laughs> Con- watch something. Consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every single time. And even at the, like, I think it was episode two or something, 
we we see one thing and it lets us it gives us a big insight into what we've been watching mm. but then it just continues and it continues and then the finale you're like Whoa, okay <laughs> i i i didn't see that part coming now I, did you see that part coming no okay <laughs> i that, i knew that it, is so the so i knew it was going to be okay it's going to be this thing because i i think i said to you when we were sitting on the couch together watching it i really hope it's not this yes um, and it kind of was that uh, but i don't mind that so much yeah, because it's a little different than what I... It's different. Y- and the location y- of the reveal <laughs> was the big what-the-crap moment. The, the the worry I have is going forward, how do they... Because they've revealed that, how do they yes. keep a... What's the mystery of season two and three then? Yes, I, I completely However, agree. I think everybody now needs... To, that's finished watching it needs to go and watch the making of... Because there's some interesting information that shows you how they made it. You get to hear the to the director, specifically the one director who is the puzzle maker, mm. and she loves it. And uh, she that's her thing. She did the puzzle of Dark, and um, so this was her next. And during interesting during the making of Dark, they knew they were going to make this, and so they were. She's already starting to put the puzzle together for this. Wow. Yeah, so it gives you a whole insight into the technology they used, how they're moving the stage production, that the fact that they have to, the the camera assistants don't get the smoke breaks because the technology is making the turnaround so quick because the stage is moving, (laughs) not just the screens, that they can be like, okay, we're set, let's go. Uh, (laughs) Dang it, wait. Dang it, (laughs) I I want my fag break. Sorry, we can't say it anymore. But in the UK, it's like a smoke break, but used to be fag break. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is um, what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, the, I think this the strength of this comes because of just the ongoing mystery of like, wh- wait, what? You know, like it's so, it's so unpredictable. Even in the parts where you you believe that okay, yeah, I understand what's going on now, and you mm. get a couple of things right, and then they go, oh yeah, no, you don't know what's going on at all here. What? <laughs> Just I, I love I love the um, the effects that they do um, that that allows you to have things appear like in the middle of a field, oh, yeah. you know, as a yeah. like a, as a doorway or something. And that's not a spoiler. Yeah. That's just it's it's oh, just a, a it, yeah. yeah, it's a visual type of effect. And you're like, whoa! And it, it's beautiful to look at and very intriguing because it's it just it shouldn't uh, it shouldn't be there. <laughs> I love the ad of so we've got sci sci-fi, we've got uh-huh. fantasy sort of, we've got mystery, we've got time period, we've got multicultural cultures with people speaking yeah. their own language to each other mm-hmm. and not understanding who they like you can be speaking French to me and I can just try because I don't speak French, I'm trying to guess what you're saying. They yeah. have that and that was on purpose by the directors. Can you imagine how difficult that was to film in a COVID time, which is when they were doing it. Uh, so everybody that comes on set that speaks a different language needs their own translator. Uh, even if they speak English, they still need a translator because they need to understand the nuances of the script of what they're meant to be saying. If, except the directors don't speak all those languages, so then they need to translate it for them. 
and try and speak to them in the way that they understand. Not everybody spoke English as well. And every time they got someone to come into the group, that means even if it was two days, it's 14 days turnaround because of the COVID testing before and oh, okay. after. The logistics of filming this was incredible. And so you just, you just see, start seeing that how puzzle making it is behind the scenes is what you get on screens. Every single bit is controlled in mm. the story. Yeah. So I kind of have faith as they know what they're doing and where it's going. But at the same time, even the big crazy reveal at the end, there still came a line of, yes, but it's this person that's actually blah, blah, blowing. And I was like, yeah. so who's that person then? I think I know who it is, but they didn't reveal that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. All right. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in love with the show. I'm yeah. in love with the show. So it's yeah. Should we talk spoilers now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. okay. Spoiler warning. There you go. Previously on 1899, they were <laughs> all dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we just I, I you just talk about the ending. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's in space and it's the year 2099. Yeah. What? So, so Earth is dead. This is humanity's last hope. They're sent out a mission for mm -hmm. us exploring it. So what they've discovered in their technology is that humans need something to do in their hypersleep. Otherwise, they go insane. But there's a virus in the system because the mother infiltrated the system by putting her son's brain or consciousness into the system because he's obviously dying. So we have all these things carrying on. However, there's another caveat is because someone else, the brother is controlling everything. I think the brother is the captain, which is why there was a personal connection there. Cause at first it was oh, romantic, yes. but there's definitely a personal connection there. Like who he is. He's definitely going to come back and be someone more. So if it's not, if it's not the brother, then uh, cause it turned out it wasn't the old guy that we thought maybe that was in charge. It's the uh -huh. kids simulation, but it's not just yep. he's everybody's in that simulation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're all experiencing it. And I, I'm so it's here. The Matrix. Here's, <laughs> yes. I mean, it really the is the, the two injections, the, the blue, uh, so the oh, white yes. and black one. Yeah. There were so yes. many moments of Matrix, Matrix, Matrix. Yeah. Matrix. Yeah, definitely. That's well, here's here's what I, I now that it's been revealed that they're in 2099. Mm hmm. Does 1899 make sense as a title? Unless it's an inception and they're not actually in space. And that's another layer. And the, they're, did they and even come out of the this is part of the simulation. Yeah. That, that, it totally could be that. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, because, because it's still like you hear those things of like the old guy talking, the father, of how um, every single time they choose this, um, you know, and they, they, because of emotion. And so maybe this is just like, they've made the next step finally mm. and, or we're seeing a different progression. And so now it's a different part of the simulation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. So I don't what could happen is there could be another ship and season two could control that. And we see it from their perspective. 
what's going on mm-hmm. in this simulation where we get introduced to new characters because they're definitely going to have to introduce new characters. So how are they going to do that? Because we've seen a limited number of pods on the Prometheus. Yes. I'm presuming maybe that's not the only place that has pods. Well, yeah, because it talks about, and I don't know when it when it lists all the um like the year and the number of people and all that. That's just yeah. on Prometheus. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and we know that the, or at least it it appears that the brother is on a in a different place. Yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah I thought I figured that there would be at least you know they that that wasn't the only ship. Yeah. So it means new characters and a bigger storyline. If that is the thing, if it if it is them all traveling in space to get to the planet, um, do do they land on the planet and that's where the story continues? Yeah, well, and yeah. you can bring we'll see, and all those people that died who just walked off the ship, which, they're simulations; they're not real. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So they can all come back. Yeah, the you thing know? is, I really like some of those characters. I want them yes. to be real. absolutely absolutely and if we can talk just briefly we watched uh, we laughed at um during black panther because there's that there's that (laughs) moment where where um memoirs um people like they do that that weird singing type of thing and it puts everybody in a trance and they just start walking falling off (laughs) i felt like the um what's his face kugler had gotten advanced screeners of this series and it'd be like oh that's a really cool scene i'm gonna get i'm gonna do that it was so weird yes. because we had literally just watched that happen and then we went to watch the screening for black panther and they did it again i was like hang on a minute <laughs> what yes. are the chances of this yes oh Pretty well funny. okay so I, I don't know let us know if you what do you what do you think what what are your theories on 1899 what i mean mm. where do you think they're gonna go uh, definitely put put like spoiler warning in the in your comments just so people don't For actually sure. stumble yeah. upon that but yeah i'm curious this one is gonna be i which which i love because of the puzzle um and like dark i mean the more you watch the more you get into it the deeper the mystery goes before the reveal and i that's something that i totally appreciate that not being able to figure this out or to have a great understanding of how every single thing is working. I love that because it makes this so much more worth the investment then. Yeah. I, I think it's, I'm hoping that it's worth the wait and the ride. The thing is it, so they have the story and they're ready to go. Netflix haven't greenlit the second season yet though. It's not like they went and saying, yeah, we will give you the three. Uh, I think they had to fight for each season of dark as well. So, yeah, but now you would think that Netflix would have just gone, yes. Yeah, yeah, you got You get all three. Regard- like, because, because, like, if you look at like online polls and stuff, audience polls, hmm. Dark is like consistently oh, the number there, one show. Like, with the best ever. Yeah. Not yeah. just on Netflix. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, IMDb did one, and it was so funny because Peaky Blinders, I think, came in second. But the percentage between those two was like 80% or something like that. Like Dark obliterated every other show. And for good reason. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all right, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I see so many people comment about, oh, I lost the two episodes. What a rubbish series. I'm like, 
Dude, you have no idea. You can't judge the show by watching two episodes. Not no. e- you can't even watch it by judging a season. You, the puzzle is what makes this amazing. Once you yes. get to like midway between season three, you're like, oh, when things start getting revealed. Oh yeah. Uh, well, and even in I think it's I think it's in season two when um, we learn about the book, and, right? Um, and by Townhouse and how it. Um, the question begins of when, at what point did the book begin? It didn't. <laughs> it no longer has a beginning. You know, it just was because it came from the past or it came from the future into the past. And so now it doesn't. <laughs> it's genius. I love it. <laughs> My brain. My brain yeah. breaks. So good. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, what else you got on your list? Okay, I just have one more thing. I mentioned okay. I'd started started watching uh, this series, uh, but now I've watched the the pilot, which is uh, like an hour and twenty minutes long. I think uh-huh. it is the Anne Rice's interview with a vampire. Oh yeah. Uh, so based on the Anne Rice iconic novel, follows Louis Dupont's epic story of love, blood, and perils of immortality, as told to the journalist journalist Daniel Malloy. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one because I think people have a perception of Interview the Vampire being like one of the greatest vampire films of all time. And I would agree with them because of the cast of the time and when this came oh. out was great. The cast yeah. is just ridiculous. Like every <laughs> single person you you read out on the script is just, oh, that, oh, them, and them. And it, it has a lot of presence. The thing is, if you go back and read Anne Rice's books, they're really raunchy. Like properly raunchy, mm. um, and the characters that they cast at the time is—if you were recasting today, the cast that you got now is what you would get. It just wouldn't have happened back then. So they've gone for more accurate, and so you got uh, Jacob Anderson who plays Louis Dupont. You got Sam Reed who plays Lestat, um, and you got Eric Bogerson who plays Daniel. Those are the kind of the three main guys, uh, mm. especially for the the pilot, and. Sam Reed, I was just like, because it it never really. I mean, I love Tom Cruise in the in the role of um, mm-hmm. Lestat, but he didn't have that the the sexiness, the the presence of Lestat. The, the character that was always described as he walks into a room, and women and men and everybody, mm-hmm. his presence, people melt under his presence. And this guy, he's got it, man. He's just suave. Like, you hate mm. him because he's that good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude that looks swagger, at you huh? and you're like, I don't bat that way. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> and then you have Jacob Anderson, who plays a, a guy. And it's a very interesting story because I know nothing about it. I feel like, oh, this is new stuff. It is in the book, but it's like, it's not the film. It's so different. It's great. Mm. So it feels like... They've taken the the film and they've oh we we've experienced that they haven't rebooted the film they've carried on this is like I interviewed you once before now I'm coming back oh and I want to okay. know the rest of the story um yeah I can't wait to watch the rest it's dark it's definitely an eighteen not to watch with your kids okay uh, lots of sex mm. lots of like there's a there's a brutal scene where we have that we get to see the moment where Lestat 
changes Louis into becoming a vampire. Oh. We know that's going to happen. So the whole first episode is him, his life, being with his family, and then being um, basically hunted, but in a very sexy way by mm-hmm. Lestat. And there's this scene towards the end of the first episode where it's both slow and sexy, showing how he does, uh, how he does his supernatural powers. So, like, because you. you I always wondered how they're going to do that. Like, how do you run super fast? And for us watching, it seems like he's walking slow, but things just happen then around the camera. Um, Like if he's killing someone and then sometimes he'll suck the blood out of someone because he can, not necessarily because he's hungry. And then he'll just put his fist through someone's head. Like just like as if it's nothing. And I was like, they're really showing the... The scariness of the mm. monster, the suaveness of it, but also the gentleness of this. It's these juxtapositions that was always, you know, that they can destroy you with a look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we're getting back to vampires that do that because there's so many series and movies of vampires are friendly and, and nice. And like, no, the stuff I grew up, I remember vampires being scary. Yeah. You know, the original yeah. Nasuratu and Dracula. And we've caught a lot of that. It's not vampire diaries. That's for sure. It's, it's going to be vampires are scary and dark, but still have a whole story to tell. I'm going to have to check this out. If this is on, uh, in the U S it's AMC AMC plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not in the UK yet. So, Oh, okay. It's, it's crazy because I, like I read the novels, um, in the early nineties. How far did you get? Cause they, they kept on going. (laughs) I, I want to say I probably read what three or four of them. Mm. I think I don't I think remember there's a, how many. there's a few more you, you got to like tail of the body thief to always remember being one of even I think I might have stopped there because like well this is it, it was it was warping my fragile little mind at the time <laughs> it was too much mm. for me I don't yeah I don't know I would have to I would have to like read the synopsis and see if I could even remember because um, mm. I think like I saw the movie you know Tom Cruise Brad Pitt with Christian Slater and Kirsten Dunst and um, good lord it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Tony Bandaras <laughs> Oh my gosh. See, and I I don't remember the movie. Like it's <laughs> it's crazy. Like I remember seeing it. Oh, I love but I think film. the it's great. I think the last time I saw it was when it came out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this would be, I mean, this would be brand new. Like I think as you were talking about it, like little bits came in. Like I think when Lestat is turning Louis, it uh it's like a it it's like a drawn out process and like in the book, isn't it like very visceral? Like mm. Rice really describes what's going on, right? Yeah. With, yeah. And I think that's what she's... Because she, before she died, unfortunately, she had mm-hmm. a massive hand in the making of the series. Mm. Um, and you see that. You feel it. So I, nice. I can't imagine fans aren't really impressed with this. And the acting, flipping great. Yeah, really good. Well, that's good, too, that, that this that it still translates. It shows you that it's not a a time and space movie or a a story, but it's like timeless Mm. that this can, you know, it it can be used today, even though the book is what, 30 years old, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's it's getting on now. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the rest. I I think it might've been picked up for like another season already. Okay. Yeah. Is it a weekly release? Is that what they're doing? Do you know? Um, yeah, I think it might be out. Like, there's seven episodes available now, I think. Oh, okay. So, well, it yeah. has been out for a little bit, I think, right? Yeah, it has, yeah. yeah. October okay. the 2nd, I think it started running. Okay, 
So you yeah. probably it is going weekly. Yeah. Um, and how many episodes are there? Eight. Good question. Okay. Eight, eight, I think. I think it is eight. Okay. It's an eight run. Yeah. Nice. So we thank you for joining us, for sticking with us this long. We are going to be diving into that movie that we both uh, checked out together. Well, we didn't really check it out together, but you know what I mean. We both watched the same movie on purpose so that we could talk about it, <laughs> uh, Dark City. And then we're going to dive into entertainment news and some of the things that are coming up this week, which there is actually a lot coming up this week. It's going to be a busy release schedule. But how about we talk about Dark City, Ruben? Yeah, let's. Um, okay. Which version did you watch? That is my first question. Uh, I think it was the director's cut. Nice. Okay. Uh, that because was the, it is the version I was hoping you saw. Yeah, it's a little longer. Now, I mm-hmm. got to have a caveat here because we started it really late last night. Mm-hmm. I have 20 minutes left of the movie that I have not seen. Fair enough. So, because yeah. um, it is, uh, it's it's not a long movie. I mean, honestly, even the director's cut, it's only like an hour and 51 minutes, I think, versus yeah, so the original's 140. Yeah. 140, yeah. So, um, this is 1998. Rufus Sewell, Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, and noir and dystopia and sci-fi. Dude, the sets in this movie are incredible. Yeah. And the the special effects that they use as especially as they go the as they do the retuning. Yeah. I was I was loving The Matrix before the Matrix, a year before. Yeah. So the I don't even know if I can accurately describe the premise of the movie. A man Um, struggles with memories of his past, which include a wife he cannot remember and a nightmarish world no one else ever seems to wake up from. It's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I love love basically the opening scene where Rufus Sewell wakes up. You know, and and the aesthetics of that, it's very creepy. The whole man waking up and having no idea where he's at. I think that is an outstanding way to start out of water. And as he as the story progresses, it's like he starts waking up. He starts realizing who he is, but he doesn't really know until he knows. Like, do you know what the ending is? Do you know what it is? No. Dude, no, I it's don't. gonna blow your mind. You're probably gonna come back next week and going, this was good, but now it's great. <laughs> yeah, because it's like like there are so many different things. Like I um so these guys, these these I don't even know what to call them. They're they're all <laughs> Mr. for the most part, like Mr. Hand and Mr. You whatever. Know, you know, Pinhead from Hellraiser, just without the pins. Without the pins. That's actually a very good description. You're absolutely right. Because they're all in black. They're all bald, the uh, grayish looking, uh, mm. then they speak kind of weirdly and, yep. and stoically, almost cryptically, maybe in the way that they they deliver their dialogue. But they're it's this huge collective. But we at one point, one of them gets injured mm. and th- th- there's a clue to what could be happening. <laughs> but I still don't totally know because I'm like, wait, what? I don't know what that is. Um <laughs> but the so you've seen what happens when everybody's asleep yes yes okay yeah because you were talking about the the reshaping of things yes so they do these things at midnight 
the the world goes to sleep for a brief period of time mm. and these these beings whatever they are they they retune the world so like say if you have somebody who has this thing in their life all of a sudden when they're going to wake up it's going to be different they are going to have different memories they are going to have um different experiences different settings uh and one of the lines we are told that they do this like they swap information and memories randomly through people all the time to see the and effect so, yeah it's basically yeah, guinea pigs right yeah yeah which is <laughs> which is crazy. very disconcerting and, when you think about it like in your real world all those times you've had deja vu uh-huh. or like i swear i've done this before yeah I, like i swear i swear i've seen this before but i definitely haven't i've never been to this place before but how do i know it it messes with your mind in that it reminds me a lot of the matrix in that bit yeah um yeah carry on oh no no yeah i was i was just my, my only like deja vu actually freaks me out like it, it, <laughs> yeah <laughs> real that, proper deja vu where you're like i 100 have seen this movie but I, I definitely have I've I have been to this location. I know that in this door is gonna be like a little bell in the corner and you get there and there is and you're like, what the crap? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or when somebody says something and it's like I knew they were gonna say that and that yeah. is it, mm. But yeah, I heard it what did, what was brain. the description we heard of what deja vu actually is? It's your brain telling you to remember the, the thing that you're seeing that's happening at the moment because it's an important moment. And like But see, I'm so distracted by the deja vu <laughs> that it's freaking me out that I I'm not even paying attention to what's happening anymore. <laughs> like I, I don't care. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the uh the acting is great. I mean, I love so you have Kiefer Sutherland playing this doctor who is just I mean, he's got a whole shtick going. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's he's awesome. <laughs> he he hobbles, and, and the way he walks is is it had to have been painful for him just as an actor, as a person to do because it doesn't look comfortable. He's got like a prosthetic uh, or some makeup over mm. one of his eyes or partially one of his eyes. I mean, he's just he's a character, and it's great because he's just he's creepy, mm. but but not maybe creepy is not the right word. It's not creepy. A, but it, a little I can understand. Devious. He has a bit of a, 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 a scientist in his basement thinking shit up. Yeah. He hasn't come out and seen the light of day for a while. Yeah. He, he's yeah. That guy. yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, I think I mean by creepy that you like you you would you would look at somebody and go, yeah, I'm not going to stand too close to you because yeah. you're a little weird. You know, um, not not creepy as in I'm like frightened, frightened, but just kind of like hmm, I'm on guard. Mm. Um, Rufus Sewell, I think, is killing it as the the utter discombobulation and the trying to figure out what's going on, and, uh, you feel and as he discovers pain. things yeah. about him, yeah, you know, because he he knows things or thinks he knows things, hmm. and then then information is given to him which blows his mind open, but then he doesn't know what to believe, and. I really yeah. like the love story that's in this. There's so many facets, like him and Jennifer Connelly. There's this love story yeah. that is there, but it's not quite there because he's not mm-hmm. sure what to believe. This yeah. weird Dr. Daniel scribe, keeps telling him things are not quite what they seem. But then when he figures things out, he's like, I don't know who to trust. Then you have the William Hurt, who's playing Inspector Frank. <gasps> yes. 
another key character. You got Ian Richardson, Mr. Book, dude. <laughs> so it's so creepy. And you have Mr. Book and Mr. Wall. Uh <laughs> they're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. The set design in mm. this is spectacular because it's it is that um I don't know what time it is. You yeah. know, like what era it is because it has the it has the feeling like it could be the 50s, fi- mm. 50s, the 50s-ish. The 50s. I'm gonna, the I'm 50s. gonna clip that audio and send it to everyone. Thank you. Chris says Please, the 50s. Yes. The 50 is um, <laughs> like it could be the 50 ish year, you know, or like even maybe the 1960s. But then there's pieces of it that feel like it's like like the 90s. Mm. So it's it reminds me a little bit like if we made this film in the 90s, which we kind of did, you know, that has that yeah. sort of 90s crow feeling. Um, yes. Yeah. That very noir dystopian a year before the Matrix. I can't mm-hmm. wait for you to get to that last 20 minutes because that is really when you're like, oh, this is the Matrix. It kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the ending is is one of, it's why it's one of my favorites. It's it's great. Well, the special effects I've been impressed with because for what time it is, uh, you know, the digital effects that they're using, I, I think oh, still yeah. hold up. Absolutely. I mean, you see these, like these, these pulses of a, like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like like a sound wave almost, mm. at least visually. Um, the the, the and, gleaming part of the tuning? Yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah. And it just, it's a cool effect, you yeah. know? And it, and then you get to see, like they do things that we see in other movies later on, um, you know, utilize that some of that same technique, which I think is pretty cool also. I love the names. I'm just reading the cast of who these people play, played. There's Mr. Rain, Mr. Sleep, Mr. Sleep filming someone, Mr. Quick. It just carries on. <laughs> those are, those are all the, the weird um, pinhead, non, non-pinhead people. Yeah. Yeah, well, and when Mr. Book is assigning people to go, it's so funny because you see this, it's like the Senate, and um, they're all <laughs> just all over the place, and he's giving instructions, and it, it it's so weird because there's so many people. How does he know all these people's names, yeah, you know, did, and he's just like, and he's pointing, I mean, it's just, it's random all around the room and stuff, and they're they're giving, being given directions and, you know, locales to go to, and it's just, I, the, there's a moment Actually, it's a whole, it's a, it's a bit within the story mm. where they, people receive a shot and mm, no, that's not right. <laughs> Just, and there's a section, there's a moment where we get to see the needle and it's, it, it's not just a needle. It's, it's worse. <laughs> it's just, oh. Do you want to hear a really cool trivia piece? Yes. Yes. A number of pieces of the set, including those used for the rooftop chase, were sold to the production of The, the Matrix. Matrix. <gasps> really? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. There are two different Panavision credits used, the camera equipment Panavision credit, and after that, the, f- the filmed in Panavision credit with lenses and cameras by above it despite being shot in super 35 huh that's right and the director's cut omits the opening monologue 
I didn't get that. Okay. Because well, the yeah, the director's cut opens with uh, with Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I wonder if I wonder if the monologue because I, I obviously I haven't seen the monologue. It's been a long time. Yeah. I I wonder if it gives too much away. It might do. It's it's been a long time since I've watched the original because I normally only watch mm. the director's cut. Um, and I would suggest to anybody watching director's cut because yeah. For that reason, the red director went. This is when the studio didn't get to hand. You know, this is what I wanted it to be. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think I'm disappointed. It doesn't have a bigger following because it is great. It is different. It's weird. Uh, I think it probably would have, but literally a year later, the Matrix came out. <laughs> well, and I think too, you figured that Rufus Sewell is not a. He's not a marquee actor. No. I mean, he's good. Like, I like him. I, I love him in, uh, what's, a Knight's Tale? Mm. <laughs> he's, he's so good in that. Yeah. Too. But he's not, you know, and even uh, even Kiefer Sutherland at the time was not really the marquee actor. I mean, he might have been doing um, 24 at the time, yeah. which would have had him but you that know, was larger in days. the public eye. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it's not to say that he, I mean, he was already a movie star. So it's not, For sure. it's not yeah. that. It's just I don't think he was the box office draw that maybe he once was. Especially they and, they weren't selling it with Keith Sutherland in mind. It wasn't like Keith Sutherland. Yeah, it's not a Keith Sutherland movie. Action role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think and and the movie itself. I mean, it's you know you figure dystopian, dark, uh, sci-fi noir. Mm. That's a. It's hard to sell sometimes. It's very niche, isn't it? It, well, it is. And the imagery in this is hard to, how do you, because um, even like the movie poster is not. It's not great, to be honest. It's not intriguing, I guess, no. maybe, you know, and I, it's just one of those things that sometimes. The, the actual movie poster on IMDb looks like a straight to DVD movie. It doesn't look good at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, and that could, that could be some of it that it just, it didn't, it comes down to the marketing of it. Mm. You know, which mm. probably has that voiceover then, guy in a world. <laughs> but that that allows it to have cult status then, That's you know, true. because yeah. people find it and then they're like, "Ooh, wow, have you seen this? No, I've not seen this. It was funny, actually, because my um, my youngest son came home from work late last night and um, he walked in as my wife and I were watching and he goes, oh, I think I've seen this. <laughs> and he and uh, the, both my boys had, like, I guess a couple of months ago or something like that, stumbled upon it and uh-huh. watched it. And he was like, ooh, this is weird. I like this. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a yeah. good recommendation. I'll wait for yours yeah. uh, in this coming week. It could be your yes. turn. Yes. It's got to be on par, though, right? Set the bar. Uh, uh, well, it's going to be Gentleman Broncos again. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't make me watch those um, deer. <laughs> Although Sam Rockwell, he's amazing. Yes, absolutely. No, okay. <laughs> Should we dive um, into some news? Yes, yes. I have very little news. Okay. Um, Twitter has been interesting <laughs> this week. <laughs> Actually, for this past several weeks, right? It's the past several <laughs> weeks, but ever since Elon has uh, taken on, Ugh. and you know he's now like reinstating people back on Twitter, 
there was you know apart from going there's so much news with twitter i just wanted to flag one thing on just to remind us why humanity sucks um mm. there was a poll that Good. he put on with a should i reinstate uh trump's twitter account and out of the the millions of people that have voted uh-huh it's positive on like 54 percent. really yep millions and millions have voted as well well yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. it's probably 71 million yeah wow <laughs> anywho what e- what news do you have well, mine is not mine is not happy news. Um, uh, it's act- uh, I was like it was actually uh, taken back a little bit. Uh, Discussing uh, film had um, posted a story from Variety, I believe, where Chris Hemsworth has announced that he's taking yeah. a break from acting because he had a genetic test that revealed he has a genetic predisposition to Alzheimer's. So that doesn't mean um, he is going to get Alzheimer's. He's just ten percent more likely to get it. Correct. Yes. And, and, and because of this, I mean, you know, I don't know what preventative actions there are because there isn't a cure for Alzheimer's yet, but by we all, I mean, just knowing, um, that early, early detection of anything Mm. is always better, Um, you know? And so do you know how he came by the knowledge? No. So I don't know if you noticed on Disney, he did this, um, Oh, the Limitless the series, the series, Limitless, right? yeah. yeah. So one uh-huh. of the episodes is him, them checking out his DNA, and when they got oh, the wow. results, the doctor asked to have a conversation with him off camera, and that is kind of where it happened. Which is whoa. So he, so he chose not to make it a thing in the series because he didn't yeah. want it to be overshadowed, which I get. But now yeah. he's he's taking a step back from acting. Which leads me into the, I'm really glad he's doing that. He's got more than enough money. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Are they going to put him on ice, literally, the Thor character? Um, mm. Are they going to kill him off? Because they're going to have to do something with it because they will have plans. That, you know, Kevin Feige will have plans for that character yeah. imminently because we've got a few big titles coming up that would have been. So we could have Beta Ray enter it because people have been wondering, wondering when Thor's there's been the other Thor's that uses wields the hammer and and powers mm. like him. We've already seen Beta Ray on the statue on the trash planet where Hulk was. There were figurines that were carved into the um, trash planet. You know where Jeff Goldblum's character lived, and there was yeah. this big yeah, yeah. monolith. Yeah, so Beta Ray was mm-hmm. one of the faces that was carved in there. Um, um. You just got to look up. Beta Ray, and you'll immediately see who that is. And that's one of the people that th- people think that they might bring the character into. Or mm. somehow, what's her name, isn't dead? And Mighty she, Thor? Oh. Yeah, she Thor. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah. So I don't know how they're going to do that, but I'm sure they'll, they'll come up with a way. I mean, they handled um, Chadwick Boseman's passing Absolutely. Re- really yeah. well. Well, and he, I mean, I, I believe that he's going to be probably at least featured a little bit in Guardians 3. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I can't wait mm. for the Christmas special that's coming this week, by the way, <laughs> yeah. uh, on Sunday or whenever this weekend. Uh, it's 40 minutes. It's much longer than I thought it was going to be. Oh, a nice, that's good. Tasty 40 minutes. And with K- 
Kevin Bacon now being in the MCU, it's going to be amazing. So, <laughs> and that'll make sense when you watch it. Uh, happier news? Should we, should we have happy yes. news? Yes. Okay, yes, please. Okay, so uh, Oscar Isaacs has been cast um, in Percy Jackson. He's going to oh, really? portray a sea god. This is the new series, the new right? series on but, Disney, yeah. Oh. That, Which means we're not getting Moon Knight anytime soon. No, we're not. But at least he's, well, gosh, I mean, he's been in Star Wars. I mean, he's been in a lot of Disney properties, which I guess that's a good thing that they're keeping him employed that way. Um, yeah. And maybe that makes it easier for him to do Moon Knight yeah. because it's the same parent company. So they would, you know, make people work around things. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, okay. Greta Gerwig. Yes. Is directing for Netflix two of the first Narnia movies. So Netflix, they're doing, apparently they're doing a number of the Narnia. So it's from scratch. They're not, they're not starting like where they left off with Prince Caspian. They're starting again. Good. Okay. Um, and so... They're saying, though, there's rumors they're saying they're taking a step back from the whole religious aspect of it, and it's going to be more different. It's not going to be prominently. But I don't know how you get around that, because C.S. Lewis wrote the, specifically the line of which in the wardrobe yeah. to mimic the Jesus story. You know, the whole resurrection, yes. Aslan, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Lion of Judah. I mean, there's so much yeah, yeah. that you just comparison. You can't get away with that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I don't yeah, and to negate—I mean, to negate that—it's that the, it, the reason he wrote it for his children to help them have the understanding of the 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 message of the gospel, I guess, in wrapped in this beautiful fantasy story. Yeah, and and I mean, I I understand. Okay, so you don't want to make a religious story or something like that. That's that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But when you take an author's work and you take out the core meaning. Yeah, of what they did, that I seems a bit. Stupid. I don't know if I can get behind that part of it. I, I mean, mean I, I'll watch it and see. Maybe, yeah. maybe it isn't the case. Uh, but it, I don't want them to change too much as well. Like, if you change stuff in Narnia, it you really could ruin the 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 core premise yeah. of the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I I would much rather like, especially if you're going to do go along that way, just do a different story. Mm. Just. Just you know do what I mean? Make in, a different fantasy or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could do something even in the Narnia universe. Like you were saying as part of Narnia, that wouldn't mm-hmm. work. It was just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. like if you don't have kill off Aslan and make him resurrect, the, the whole story just breaks up. It, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, continuing with Netflix, we touched on this a little while ago, but I thought it would be interesting to have that question brought in now with netflix so hemlock grove is leaving netflix uh in what well, they did in october so it's done but there are a number of original titles when netflix first started that uh we all thought were netflix originals but the thing is the production company uh netflix don't own so they had huh. a seven-year lease and so they called oh. them. So they have a bunch of back catalog stuff now that is leaving that we think are originals that aren't actually. Like House of Cards, not an original. Orange is the New Black, not an original. 
was for seven years, but now those companies uh, can lease them out. Now, since then, like the last probably five to 10 years, Netflix has been making stuff in-house with their own production companies, animation studios. Um, so they'll be able to stay on. But there's a bunch of stuff that is disappearing. Well, and yeah, and that goes back to a couple of things, uh, something that we had t- talked about, I don't know, a few weeks ago or whatever, like House of Cards, you mm. know, and, ha- and our confusion of <laughs> how is that going away? How would that yeah, not be exactly. or not be available on the um, on the lowest tier plan? Well, now that makes sense that that's so weird. I mean, that, that hurts my head a little bit there. It does. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I'm glad, though, that they're doing that they're now producing their own stuff. So that means that it will stay. Yeah, because when you buy as as a subscriber, you buy into their originals. You think that's a a seal of approval normally that some of the original content is good, right? Apart from the cornucopia of backlog database that comes and goes, you know, they're forever (laughs) going, Stargate SG-1 is on our platform, and then Stargate SG-1 is gone, and then Stargate (laughs) SG-1 is back on our platform. (laughs) Friends is gone. My friends is back. They're always doing that with, like, recirculating those licenses. Funny. So hopefully now that's all sorted. Yeah. Um, Going to a different franchise. Not Netflix, uh-huh. but going to the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, family. <laughs> it's all about family. So we got Fast X coming up, which is 10, um, which is amazing. Is it, is it in space? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I want it to be in Jason? a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I really, they Sorry. just totally just <laughs> embrace the crazy. Don't make it serious <laughs> at all. Just like get me a transformer and you've sold me. Like if their cars actually transform, I would I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. Now Finally. Made, now yeah, this yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um so they're like top five movies of all time that are like be like the most expensive ever made. Mm-hmm. Um Waterworld is one of them, like two hundred million <laughs> and you know, almost Flopped. bankrupt Kevin Carsnay. He's now made that back. Um, yes. Thankfully, like the DVD and Blu-ray sales is—it's like he recouped all that. Thankfully, uh, but there's been a few films that have just Avatar was one of them. Massive, mm. massive budget. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. the other one, Titanic, was a massive, massive budget. Yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious. Okay, so 200 million it was at. Just pretty hefty for a car movie, but it's yeah. just skyrocketed to 340 million. <laughs> <laughs> so it almost doubled. Yes. Um, <laughs> did they go to space? That's the only I, thing I, I could think of. I, <laughs> they I bought a space shuttle. <laughs> it's just, I'm just loving it. I don't. I don't actually want to know why. I just family. They they added a hundred and forty million dollars to the budget. What did they, they do? That suddenly. Went, oh, yeah, we're slightly over budget. We need this now, please. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they hired Elon Musk's rocket, you know, and did something with cars in that and the cost like fuel to go to space and back. I I don't get it. I don't either. That is. And and I'm sure that the movie is going to do well Mm. because. I mean, it has, you know, the franchise has a big following and 
you know, and some people watch it just for the ridiculousness and some people watch it because they actually enjoy it Mm. and whatever. But for a film to be successful, I mean, it can't make like, you know, so it costs 340. It can't make $350 million and then go, yes, that was a success. (laughs) 10 million profit is not, that's not a successful movie at all. No. So, excuse me. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. So do you know the name John Flickinger? I do. Okay. Yeah, he does the uh, the flick pick the flick on pick, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love his work. He's very. Um, whenever I watched his his streaming stuff, he does like he pops a can of like Red Bull or something, and he drinks like proper caffeine. He gets into it, ladies. Like, he's, he's hyper. He's really <laughs> excited to be. It's great. Yes. Anyway, he ma- he did this tweet this week. He said, "Unfortunately, you can bench." Pr- Unfortunately, you can't bench press your way to the top of the box office. Now debate amongst yourselves which of these comic book movies is superior. I found both mildly entertaining, but will probably never go out of my way to rewatch either. Uh, And then later he says, but if push came to shove, I would watch one of these. And the one is Black Adam and the other is Black Panther. And there's been this debate on twitter that oh black panther so much better because in in a week um it's it's made what took uh black adam a month so black adam's on 353 million and um black panther i believe now is on 400 million here's here's my question for us just just for me and you and you can you can let us know in the comments um, wherever you can comment when you're listening to the audio, <laughs> uh, what you believe is going to be your truth. As much as I love Black Panther Wakanda forever, I think as a popcorn film, as a, a nostalgia film, I could have a lot more fun going to Black Adam, just watching it for spectacle. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever, I don't know would be the one that would be easier for me to go back to and watch. Yeah, Wakanda Forever is the more emotional film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's a meteor film. Sure. The and Black Adam, yes, I you, popcorn is absolutely correct. It is spectacle. It is action. It is I and I could agree that it's forgettable. Mm. You know, like it didn't stick with me afterwards. Like it's not, and it's not something that I found myself like craving to go watch again. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't watch it again. It just means that I. Uh, Chris, you I can't hear you, and you've stopped. You're frozen on the screen. The last thing I heard you say was, I can't wait to see you. Okay, so there was a technical glitch here, and Chris just kind of <laughs> disappeared and froze for a second. Um, so, and, and I don't remember where I was at in my thought, nor do I know where it stopped recording or if it did stop <laughs> recording. So um, was, <laughs> I apologize if I'm about to repeat myself, but... Um, Oh gosh, what did I say? I did I say that Black Adam for me was a little bit forgettable? Yes. Did you hear that? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure that I would uh, that I would rush right out to see Black Panther again either. Mm. Uh, Wakanda Forever. But it, it doesn't mean either of them are bad movies. That's not what it is. I just think that. So I can see what um, what Flickinger is saying mm. to some degree there uh, because there, there have been a- superhero. Oh, go ahead. I was to say they're also calling Black Panther Wakanda Forever a flop because it's only made four hundred. What? <laughs> yeah. What? I I think that that's stupid. It is I mean, because 
when I went to the theater this past week, when I saw uh, She Said, mm. there were still four or five of the screens that were showing Ooh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been um, my son who works at a theater has been telling me, I mean, it's still, you know, there's still crowds going to it. So it's not. Yeah. I don't want to flop. That's weird. Yeah. What? Because it didn't make Spider-Man numbers. Is that what that is? Because Spider-Man just broke the Internet. Because it's a woke film, apparently. And and Disney are trying to cover their tracks that it hasn't made a billion. It's like it's been out for like actually a week now. Yeah. And how is it a woke film? What? Oh, I I don't know. Is it because it has black people in it? Probably. What did they want to do? Make all Black Panther, White Panther? Good they basically Lord. just want Ku Klux Klan then, right? I'm I'm done with humanity, I think. <laughs> I just <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's mm. all my news. Have you got any more okay. news? I don't have any more news. No, I cool. only have that little bit of depressing sad news. All right. So Okay, um, this week, there's a lot coming out. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, on the top of my list is Wednesday. Yes. Yes. What's coming out on Wednesday? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Tish. <laughs> Somebody Please don't turn us off. <laughs> take him away. That is the worst. <laughs> it's not even a dad joke. That's just bad. That's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jenna Ortega on Netflix with Tim Burton's series Wednesday. That With Tim Burton directing the first two episodes as well. Ooh. Oh. I just got the screener, so I haven't I haven't watched any of it. Have you started watching? Yeah, I've watched the first episode and it's excellent. Okay. The embargo's up, Ooh. so I could say a little bit about it. Um Jenna Ortega nails it. She nice. nails it. Uh it's it delves more into the supernatural. That's not what we had in the Adams oh, family before. No. They fully embrace, especially with the school they go to, there's all this supernatural lore. There are werewolves oh. out and about that people just know of. Thing being animated and alive is not unusual. Like people will go, that's creepy, but they're not like, oh, get, get out or running away screaming. They just have embraced the weird as part of the norm. Huh. Yeah. S- do you think people are going to have an issue with that because it's different than what the series was? Well, okay. I've never watched the series. I've only watched the two films. So I wasn't, I don't know. Oh, okay. About the well, series. Uh, well, I guess, well, even the movies, I mean, they didn't, there wasn't really supernatural. They were just a weird family. Yeah, for sure. Right. But now yeah. it kind of answers how they're weird. Like, how does she, how is she always alive? How does she not die? You know? You know, the yeah. brother and sister was trying to kill her. It takes that quirkiness <laughs> and gives you a reason, gives you some of the answers. Cool. Uh, there's also a mystery. And I think that's what really oh. works. Because what are you going to be doing watching like for these episodes? It can't just be quirky and weird. You know, there needs yeah. to be a good story to keep you, to keep her there. So it starts off with her really wanting to leave the school. She doesn't want to listen mm. to anybody. She's going through some real teen angst, like proper um, oh, nice. But in her way, because she's uh-huh. her. <laughs> she's Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> she's Wednesday. Um, and then we see there's a character that is from the original movies. Um, nice. And I was just like, I was just like, it's a, it's a warm and fuzzy feeling when you you're like, yay, okay, cool. Um, but the mystery is great. So far, I'm intrigued, okay. and it, it sets it Good. up nicely in the first episode, and you kind of want to figure out what's going on. It's all about something going on at the school, and it, mm. the school is a school for rejects, and the town outside don't like them because they're weird, 
and blame sure. them for everything that goes bad. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's great. Outstanding. That is on my list. Yes. I yeah. Want to. So, what are you uh, going to be watching? What are you looking forward to this week? Um. Well, gosh. Okay. So there are a handful of things coming to the theater this week. Oh, okay. One cool. of them I've already seen. Right. Um, but I'm not going to talk about it. Well, I'll probably talk about it next week, maybe. Mm. But it's called Bones and All with Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Um, I, I literally went into this blind, knew nothing about it, had <laughs> okay. not read anything about it. Uh, the only thing I had seen about it was the movie poster. Huh. I. That's it. That that is the only. So, um, it, wow. Okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> the, the, I still don't know. I'm processing what I watched. It's, okay. it's yeah. Um, let me just say, Mark Rylance is in this, right? And wow, He's wow, good. wow, wow. Oh okay. my gosh, yeah. Um, there is uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, is coming to the theaters for one week only. Uh, before it goes to Netflix right. in, at the end of December. Yeah. And um, we bought tickets so that we can see it in the theater. So I'm, nice. I'm excited for that. Okay. Um, there's that Disney movie, Strange World. Um, yeah. Well, that animated well, one. It has not gotten any marketing, which is so weird. So someone told me that this is going to theaters, but also to Disney Plus the same day. It is? That's. I didn't know that. That's what I heard. Oh. I don't know if that's well, correct, that, but well, if that's if that, the case, that, I won't be going to the cinema to watch it. Yeah, no, that's that's gonna, well, that's just going to kill the movie if it does. Because if Disney, Disney don't have faith in their title, why should we? They've not marketed yeah. it at all. Well, they haven't. Mar- I mean, even when we were at Disneyland, right. I mean, I don't. I was so surprised I, we didn't see this. We didn't see anything, did we? Title, yeah, nothing. That's so weird. Yeah. So for, people are saying that it's because there's an openly gay character in it. And I was like, that can't be the reason. Surely not. That they're not marketing it? Yeah. That that Mm. makes no sense. No, it can't be true. Yeah. Hmm. Well, because, well, and didn't Luca have a same sex, uh, like, couple in it? Um, I don't don't know how open it was. Yeah, there was an attraction, but it wasn't Uh, ever uh, like. uh, wheel like called out yeah like, uh, still yeah. though okay well whatever. whatever if that's what it is then that's that's stupid and i don't then understand that that yeah <laughs> yeah um and then next saturday um i get to well i bought tickets there's an early access screening of puss in boots the last witch <sighs> yeah i got high hopes for this one it looks very fun uh, well, I haven't seen the trailer or anything, but my son was telling me that I guess in one of the trailers they play uh, All Star, like a little bit of All Star plays. Nice, that's and so a real callback <clears throat> reference. Well, and so the buzz is that people think this might be the announcement for like Shrek Five. Oh, really? Or that he might be in the movie or something. I like mean, that. if yeah. he's in it, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. so he's it, the actor that voices him is having a little bit of a comeback in acting. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mike Myers has been doing some stuff lately, so that's been, mm. yeah. Nice. What else is on your list? Uh, Trevor Noah, I Wish You Could, is a new Netflix stand-up, mm. um, and I like anything. Anytime he does stand-up, I will be crying on the floor because he <laughs> does a lot of, like, South Africanisms. Mm. So yeah, it just cracks me up. I like him. He, nice. he, he, he says what it is, and he's not afraid to say it, like, especially with politics. He would just yeah. put it out there. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Uh, that's about it. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, oh, there's another movie coming out into the theater that I missed. Uh, Devotion with uh, Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell and uh, Michael B. Jordan, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he was a producer in it, something like that. Right. But um, it's World War Two. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think a spider pipes based that. on a yeah. true story. Yeah, yeah. it looks um, – I wasn't able to go to a screening of it. Uh, there was only one happening in Northern California, and I, I didn't get to go see it. So it is coming out this week in theaters, so I'll probably go and see that. Right. Um, let's see. The Echo 3 on Apple – is a new uh, series. I know you've started watching that and you're mm, uh, not too sure yet. <laughs> uh, the first three episodes drop this week. So yeah. maybe that's going to be a better thing. Maybe not. I yeah. don't know. I haven't started watching yet. So we will okay. see. Um, there's a, let's see, there's a handful of things. Well, a couple more things coming to Netflix. Um, a movie called The Swimmers. Yes. Which I, I I don't know what language that's in. It's not English, but um, not so English, I'm looking no. forward to that one. Uh, there's Blood, Sex, and Royalty, which it, uh, I don't know if it's period piece or if it's like current time. It might be teen angst. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but that'll be there. So if that sounds like it's something of fun that you might want, you know, there. And then um, because, hey, they've just been releasing weekly Christmas movies. Netflix is bringing The Noel Diary. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watched. I watched. I watched one this week with Freddie Prince Jr. And it's a. I mean, come on, it's a Christmas rom com. Like literally, the bar is so low for this. I mean, it, if I were judging it as an actual movie, <laughs> it's it was stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's so predictable and everything else, yeah. but. It was just cute. So, okay. you know, we, you have it's just you have this um, <laughs> this couple that that connects and they begin to fall in love and you root for the couple and everybody's kind of wholesome and just cutesy. And there you go. That <laughs> you don't need much more than that. Yeah. It, you know, predictable. Yes, of course it is. Uh, is it the best one? Absolutely not. There are better Christmas rom-coms out there, but. If you needed something new, you know, so so I have no idea about the Noel diary. Uh, but again, you know, the bar is low. You don't have to be <laughs> to be entertaining for this. I don't. Yeah, this is one of those that is, you could either count it as a guilty watch or as a casual watch or if you just need something for the holidays. But nice. OK, um, I will flag up uh, for people that like need to catch up his dark materials. Uh, third season starts at the beginning of, or s like near the beginning of December, and Doom Patrol season four, uh, I be believe starts streaming on December the eighth. So if you're like mm. a little bit like sometimes you get behind on those seasons and then you binge yeah. watch and you were like, oh, I really want to watch that. The poster <laughs> for Doom Patrol season four is them all riding a werebat, so it gives you an idea of where that <laughs> series is going. Um, one of the best creations ever for TV. That is, it's so weird. It's so I weird. love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to watching those and finishing up uh, Titans. I think I got the last couple of episodes to watch. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Very dark. As it should be. 
But yeah, uh, I think there's we're, as we gear up to the Christmas period, that we're, there's going to be a lot more content. Yes, um, they don't slow down; they they double down. Yeah, they do. You know, even yeah. on actual Christmas Day, we've got um, the Netflix pre prequel to the Witcher series, and then I believe like two days oh, before yeah. that, there's another whole like big titles that they're dropping, so that people keep watching on their platform. And pretty much every streaming platform is doing that. And then you have the Marvel movies and the the Marvel Christmas movies. Uh, of talking of which, we haven't mentioned that this coming Sunday is the holiday oh. Christmas special for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 which apparently does actually link up to the Phase 4 stuff um, it's like oh, does it really? the prequel setting up for yeah ah, okay so yeah so yeah I think coming in the next few weeks you'll see us reviewing a lot of that probably talking about it on the podcast yeah. and maybe doing some Christmas specials along the way as well <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something inappropriate. I've decided not to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, well, hey, we thank you for joining us on this journey. Uh, We hope you've been entertained. Um, Don't forget to always that you can check out our YouTube channels, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris, with Movies and Munchies. If you happen to go over there, please like, share, subscribe, um, any, all of the videos. That would be outstanding. You can comment us to us on there also. We love joining in conversations there. Uh, you can always tweet at us for as long as Twitter is around at best we watched. And for a few dollars a month, you can join us on Patreon where we have exclusive content and those, those that support goes to help with the production of this. It offsets the costs of just doing uh, what we do each week. And so you can go to patreon.com slash the bearded ones and check out what's available there. We would greatly appreciate that. For listening to the podcast, please rate and review us wherever you happen to be listening. With that, I think we're done. Thank I think you so. for joining us. Yeah. I mean, All do right. check out the Patreon. We've got some really fun new content on there yeah. at the moment. So I yes. think it's a good way, kind of good way if you if you want to check it out just for the first month to see if this is your cup of tea. As we say, this side of the pond, uh, <laughs> then check it out. We've lowered the price, <laughs> the, the like the starting price package. Nice. Uh, just so you can get in there. And then I think as soon as you get in there, it's like 40 videos. Um, wow. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Uh, that so, yeah. is a quite a lot. Enjoy. Oh, Chris, I'll yeah. let you carry on with the outro. Oh, well, that was it. Well, take care. Know. We'll see you okay. next week. Okay, toodles. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>